I don't have much time. If this reaches anyone, my name is Adelaide Mitchell, and I think some people might be looking for me. I went missing from a town called Graham in the state of Michigan maybe five or six months ago. I don't know if I'm still in Michigan, but when we go out, the terrain looks similar. I'm not sure. Whatever state we're in, he keeps me in a cabin. Sometimes I'm allowed upstairs, but most of the time he keeps me locked in the basement. I plan to leave this somewhere the next time we go out, in a public bathroom or something. Somewhere he can't follow me and see me drop it. If anyone hears this, please, find me. Welcome back, Lakers. This is the voice of our very own Adelaide, who has been missing for seven months now. As you know, a recording was handed over to the police recently and was released just last week. And this is it. I play this recording for you now as a reminder that we have not done our job. We haven't found her. Not yet. I think for a while there, a lot of you gave up on her. You thought she'd ran, or that she was dead. But we know that as of about one month ago, Adelaide is alive. She's out there somewhere, and she's counting on us to bring her home. We've failed her for seven months now. We cannot fail her anymore. So bring out the flyers and posters, resume the nightly watch, keep your eyes alert, people. She's out there. We owe it to her to find her. Last time we left off, I told you that I felt like my leads were running dry. I wasn't getting anywhere fast enough. We'd left Mr. Psychiatrist back in Winnetka, and it was time to wait and see how Chris Cage would react when he realized that he'd been cut from the deal with one of Adelaide's biggest clients. As of now, you can tell he's sweating a bit. Whenever I've seen him, he always seems to be smoking a cigarette, a habit of his that I either had never noticed before or one that he's just recently picked up. But honestly, Chris doesn't strike me as kidnapper material. And where would he even keep her? I know that people have their secrets. If anything has been uncovered by this podcast, it's that. But from what I know about Chris, he may be a bit of a degenerate, but none of that points towards kidnapper. The kid may be off, and he may be mixed up in some shady drug dealings, But kidnapping is just different. And to me, he doesn't seem capable. Maybe it's those eyes and the way he carries himself. I mean, lots of people think that he's a snake, but I'm not sure that he's a king cobra. What I still don't understand is where was Adelaide getting this supply from? I know that Addie is sneaky, but to pull off an operation like what I can only speculate she was running, 
There's no way she'd be able to hide that much weed and coke in her bedroom. What? We all just assumed that Mr. Psychiatrist was Addie's only customer? My first instinct was that it was Chris who was supplying for Adelaide. But that begs the question, why wasn't Chris just running the operation on his own? If he was the supplier, he wouldn't have even needed Adelaide, so why was she involved? That just seems like bad business to me. The only thing that I feel like I can know for certain is that neither Chris nor Adelaide is the supplier. Rather, they were just dealers who were given a percentage of every sale from their supplier. But who? To narrow down the potential suppliers, I first looked at Chris and Adelaide. What kinds of things do they have in common? Do they share any friends, interests, hobbies, things like that? I looked back through some old yearbooks, trying to see if Addie and Chris had ever been in any clubs together or maybe played the same sport, but I found nothing. Addie's a varsity soccer player, and Chris goes to school just enough to not get kicked out. So, I sent a couple of people to do some digging. At that point, I was just grasping for straws. The only connection that I could find was from Emily Crawford. She said that Addie and Chris were both in her American history class freshman year with Mr. Fisher. Emily claims that it was in that class that Addie and Chris started to hate each other. This was news to me. By, by no means are Chris and Adelaide friends, but they've never seemed like they had a problem with one another. Emily said that Chris was always finding ways to get Adelaide in trouble throwing paper balls at her while Mr. Fisher had his back turned, trying to talk to her too loudly. Although apparently one time, he got caught cheating off of Adelaide during a test, and he claimed that she had told him it was okay. According to Emily, Addie was a perfect student, but it was Chris who was the problem. That year, he'd even once started a rumor that Adelaide had gotten pregnant. She'd had an injury during soccer season and wasn't able to play for the rest of the season, but she wasn't able to work out, and she'd put on a little bit of weight. I guess Chris took right to it. It got spread around that Addie had gotten pregnant by Blake Grand, a junior at the time, that she had been seeing despite obvious disapproval from her parents. Blake had a reputation around Lady of the Lake, but clearly Addie didn't care. Chris had made up this juicy story that Addie depressed from her injury in the end to her season, had sought a little more than comfort from Blake. Blake, being Blake, eagerly welcomed her vulnerability and allowed Addie to take her frustrations out on him. Nothing but abstinence is 100%, and according to Chris, Addie and Blake had accidentally become another teen parent statistic. He told half of the freshman class that Addie was expecting, and soon enough, the entire school knew and a quarter of the town. It almost ruined her. Addie's parents almost moved her away. They wanted to ship her off to an all-girls boarding school somewhere in Virginia. But she begged them not to send her away, and it took the school threatening Chris with expulsion for him to admit that he'd made it all up. That didn't save Addie, though, from the shame of getting not only a pregnancy test, but tested for STDs, too. I'm still not quite sure how an American history class would bring them together. 
especially since Emily said they both seemed pretty intent on keeping any sort of friendship off the table, and considering their history, that wasn't far-fetched. Maybe there's not a connection at all. It's completely possible that Adelaide enlisted Chris in the business because he's a shady guy, and if she got caught, she could blame it all on him. But I still can't wrap my head around where she would have kept all of this product. Maybe the connection isn't between Addie and Chris themselves, but between them and someone else. Maybe someone from that history class. It honestly wasn't easy getting that class list. Lady of the Lake doesn't give out a class list from years prior to what's current, so to fill in the blanks, I had to turn to social media. Fortunately for me, Instagram is not so secretive in trying to hide all of those got my class schedule, comment what we have together, posts. (laughs) Sorry guys, bringing myself back to those days felt so cringy. Alright, I started by looking at Michelle Travis's profile. She's the most popular girl in school, so I figured that if she had posted anything, her post would have had the most comments. Unfortunately, Michelle was clearly cool enough, even at 14, to know that the schedule post was lame, so I chose a less intuitive profile to go to next. Joe Davis, pre-Adelaide, wasn't quite as bright as when Adelaide eventually came into his life, which I'm guessing is what ultimately led him to failing American history his freshman year and having to retake it in place of an elective his sophomore year. He had gotten placed in fifth period American history, taught by Mr. Fisher, and Adelaide and Chris were both in his class. The three of them could make an interesting dynamic, but I don't think Joe has the brains to pull off an operation like this one. It seems like whoever the supplier is isn't connected to the two of them through Lady of the Lake. But I don't understand. Addie and Chris have had absolutely nothing in common except for that class, and now this business that they've been in together. Unless... Unless the supplier isn't a student from that American history class. It makes sense. A student wouldn't have the know-how that would be required to grow or acquire the drugs needed for this operation. And no parents of a student at Lady of the Lake would condone their child being involved in dealing. A kid would have nowhere to store their stash. But an adult would. Next time on Breathe. Neither Adelaide nor Chris could have supplied the drugs needed for this operation. No student could do it while keeping a low profile. Maybe... Maybe the supplier isn't a student at all. Maybe the supplier is faculty.